Welcome to the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. Thanks to the 21st Century Cures Act, patients have unprecedented access to their health information, including instant access to lab reports and test results. Managing this newfound access doesn't come without issues and concerns. Today, I welcome an entrepreneur, a founder, and most importantly, a patient who, after years of disconnected providers, developed a tool to remove burden and increase efficiency and data exchange. Welcome to the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. I'm Michael McNutt, Weedy's Director of Education and Events, sitting in for Matthew Albright. For nearly 30 years, Weedy has been an instrumental force in igniting public-private partnerships to empower meaningful changes for the American healthcare system. Recognized and trusted as a formal advisor to the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Weedy is the leading authority on the use of health IT to efficiently improve health information exchange, enhance care quality, and reduce costs. With a focus on advancing standards for electronic administrative transactions and promoting data privacy and security, Weedy has been instrumental in aligning the industry in an effort to harmonize administrative and clinical data. Learn more about Weedy at our website, wedi.org. Today, in our continued effort to showcase the patient's voice in healthcare, we welcome Christy Dickinson, founder of Chronically Simple, a health app that helps patients and caregivers proactively manage their health. Christy, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. We always ask our guests about their origin story. Yours starts with an illness, eventual diagnosis, and then the journey through your patient experience. Please uh, offer your origin story. Um, my origin story is probably much like other um, patients that you have connected with. Um, I live in Canada, so um, our healthcare system here is, I think, very similar to what you guys experience in the U.S., uh, a little fragmented, a fair bit siloed. Um, so my um, my journey, although I, I live with and was ultimately diagnosed with a genetic genetic disorder. Um, my journey to diagnosis took me almost eight years um, of, you know, kind of consistently failing health. Um, I was ultimately diagnosed with a rare connective tissue disorder, which then it was an aha moment. And it explained why everything had been going wrong in the way that it had. No one had ever put the pieces together for me. So I was 37 before I got diagnosed. Um, my health failed a little bit more after each pregnancy. I've got three kids and ultimately kind of culminating in a crisis point that led me to have to shut down my business and take a year to try and get everything put back together. Um, now my, my care is currently divided across three hospital jurisdictions and 11 different specialists. So when you think about fragmented care and data transfer, um, you know, that's just a problem when your care is divided across multiple jurisdictions. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my origin story. Well, I, I hope you're feeling better. I hope everything is moving progressively toward the positive. Yes. Um, at Weedy, we often discuss the journey of the patient, more specifically attempting to identify that patient nirvana. And, and patient nirvana is unique, just depending on all of us, you know, what we mm -hmm. like. Uh, we do this in order to inform and enlighten our membership, uh, payers, providers, other healthcare stakeholders, uh, so they get a better understanding of the work that they do. Because oftentimes, while we all are patients, sometimes we kind of forget throughout the work, um, and we try. We sometimes forget 
who we're serving and who we're actually mm-hmm. hoping to help from your experience as a patient, but also one who's developed tools for other patients. Uh, what is Christy Dickinson's patient nirvana? It's such a great question. And, you know, coming off, I'm coming off of an appointment in, into this recording that really was a nirvana experience um, in that I sat down with a clinician who looked at my entire picture. Uh, it was an hour and a half appointment. And I know that that, like for any healthcare provider listening, they've probably just turned off them. <laughs> like we can't do that. Um, but, you know, at, at its foundation, when you look at um, patients are human beings, right? And um, all the work that I do to help patients kind of take an active role in managing their care, being that um, project manager, if you will, if you're healthy enough to, or um, I I do do work with a lot of caregivers as well. Um, So my nirvana, when I think about a great patient experience, would be a mutual um, respect, I think, between the patient and the healthcare provider Um, So the old relationships of a a passive patient going into an appointment, the healthcare provider telling them what is happening, and then the patient leaving. Um, You know, in my nirvana, it's two people having a discussion and sharing and exchanging of information. Now, with this conversation, this relationship, this discussion, let's now interject the technology that let's talk Mm -hmm. about chronically simple. So walk us through how chronically simple is helping patients achieve that nirvana by managing their patient data. So in order to have the nirvana, you have to have all of your information easily available and accessible. And we know that those um, EHRs and EMRs are, you know, not easily shared uh, freely with patients. So in keeping accessible and affordable in mind, um, I developed a tool that would help. Uh, so I'm, I am a member of the rare disease community. And with that, oftentimes we are educating our healthcare providers on our, on our conditions, um, on our past testing and um, medication history, imaging, all of that information it, used to be held in a binder for me. And I would bring that binder with me to every appointment. So now that we've moved into a digital space, um, you know, that's really what chronically simple is. I, I digitized the binder. So I feel we're burdened with tens of thousands of health and wellness apps out there. Um, when I built chronically simple, it was because I was looking for one technology, one piece of technology that that had everything. I didn't need a separate symptom tracker and medication tracker and diet tracker and appointment tracker. That was overwhelming for me. So I needed everything in one place that was then easily shareable with the healthcare provider when we would have our appointments so that patients are going in really well prepared to make the most efficient use of their time with their specialists and that the healthcare providers aren't relying on um, EHRs or EMRs or uh, lab or um, you know, uh, diagnostic imaging that they may or may not have access to in order to make treatment decisions. So that that integration of information and then the easy flow between patients and, and providers, that is what we're building, what I, I started and created, and we are continuing to build today with Chronically Simple. That's fantastic because you're achieving kind of that unique 
positivity amongst both sides of that fence that I often talk about for the patients. No more binders. We're digitizing our data. But for the providers, you're relieving them of any possible administrative or overall burden having yeah. to look up and try to find all the information. You have it right there. So, so how's the reception been uh, from the healthcare providers um, that you yourself, when you first introduced them, and I'm sure that, you know, you might talk to them and say, hey, I'm developing this. How, how yeah. do you think about it? As well as what, you know, those who are using Chronically Simple, what have they heard from their healthcare providers? So the reception has been great. Um, I'm I'm so um, proud of the very best part of Chronically Simple is that literally every data point in the tool has been built by a patient or a caregiver's experience or journey. So I might be a member of the rare community. It is not specifically for rare disease patients. We've built it using the pain points experienced across all therapeutic areas. Then you layer in advisors from within the healthcare space. And to your point, um, no provider wants an extra click. Um, no, you know, they they are under-resourced and, and really tightly time-constrained as well, especially post-pandemic. Um, so adding extra work to them, just simply, you know, that couldn't be an option. Um, I'm I'm lucky enough to be working with a group of emergency room physicians right now to, you know, look at solutioning the rare disease patients' experience within the ER for those acute um, crisis points, but making sure, so there, the pain point for the doctors is we need to know this complicated history and we need to know it in, in an efficient one-pager, you know, two-minute summary. Mm-hmm. So that's a good example of how a technology, a piece of technology can be specifically utilized within one space that will help with operational efficiencies and make sure that their patients are getting the best level of care that they can receive. Fantastic. Uh, Now, looking at the patient experience and technology, it's working in such fantastic, positive ways, but nothing is perfect. Uh, There are still gaps. There are still barriers. There are still challenges. What if, uh, if anything, still needs to be done for patients to truly control and own their patient experience? We need to stop building portals and we need to allow, this is going to be a bold statement, but- Go for it, go for it. (laughs) Patients need access to EMR and DHR data. Um, You know, I I would say unfiltered, there's always going to be filters, but that- That immediate access, like patients need to own their records. Patients need to be able to access their full and complete history, no matter where they are, what country they're in. Um, You know, my medical history doesn't change if I'm on vacation in the UK and something happens to me. I need access to that information. And until that happens, that, that integration for patients to be, you know, integrated into that ecosystem, um, that, you know, I don't think that that nirvana will ever be achieved until we can hit that level. It's it's taking a long time. We've made great strides even in, uh, in the time that I've been building in this space and working in this space, but we're certainly not there yet. We've got a ways to go. Definitely. Now, talking about these strides, um, typically, the old question would be, where do you see healthcare in 10 years? However, with technology and all these advancements, 10 years is now three years. It's, it's yep. And three years now is probably a year and a half. 
Uh, so with all these advancements that have been going on, including, you know, in our country, regulations that once again are giving patients that, that ability to own their experience and own their data, um, where do you see this patient experience over the next, wow, 18 months to 24 months, you know, so I, I don't even want to go three years because yeah. who knows, we might have flying cars, but you know, <laughs> what, what do you see, uh, for, with chronically simple's help? Where do you see the patient experience going? I think this, I'm so excited for the next 18 to 24 months. We're hearing more and more talk, um, and more companies walking the walk when it comes to, um, truly that patient experience, um, leadership and and integrating that role into pharma companies, med device companies, healthcare companies. If you know, it's one thing to bring on a token patient to your conference, or at the end of a study, or at the end of a trial, and you know, we got the we got the voice of the patient. What we're seeing is truly patient experience being embedded in these organizations from the get go. And, and that is leading to better technologies being built faster because, you know, as well as I do, it's harder to go back and fix something than it is just to do the right thing in the beginning. And, um, you know, no one knows our experience better than we do. No one will ever advocate for, for us um, and for our collective group better than we will. And sometimes it's not even a big sweeping change. It's just we need this functionality here versus over here. Yep. And with so, leaders like you kind of speaking and fighting the good fight for the voice of the patient, I think we're all going to be in pretty good hands. So, so thank you so much for all the work that you've done. Please uh, plug Chronically Simple, uh, the website, and all the bells and whistles and great things that it's about. Thank you. So Chronically Simple is a web-based and a mobile app. We um, are at chronicallysimple.com. We're available in the App Store and in Google Play. And it really is just to digitize your binders. So um, it, not it's, it is very rich in features and functionalities, but no two patients are the same. Mm -hmm. So what might work for me may not work for you. Um, but from what I've been hearing from our users, you know, there are features and functions, functionality for everybody. What we're focused on now over the next, you know, 12 to 18 months are automations and integrations. How can we make things simpler? You know, it's in our name. Um, and, and that's my, my mission with this is we don't want to be an extra thing that you have to manage. Patients and caregivers are tired and overwhelmed and managing enough. We want to ease that administrative burden in, in any way that we can. So that's really our focus. You can download us out of the App Store or Google Play or find us on the web. Excellent. Christy Dickinson, patient first, founder second, chronically simple. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This has been the Collective Voice of Health IT, a weedy podcast where the healthcare IT community connects, collaborates, and creates solutions for a better health system. Find all our episodes as well as information on our association on our website, wedi.org. Thank you for joining us and be safe.